0: 1st Peter, enjoying going through this portion of scripture, this passage of Peter, and uh, he's got some deep thoughts here as we go through it. We've seen his introductory encouragement to Christians in chapter 1, and the troubles they were going through, five groups scattered abroad that he was speaking to, probably knew many of them personally. In the areas where they lived. In chapter 2, we here see the responsibilities of Christians that Peter is outlining. We've seen they are to be a burgeoning believer. That is growing quickly. They are to become building blocks. Building blocks. And that's what we looked at last week. Building blocks. And that's found in verse 5. We skip verse 4 into verse 5. He also has lively stones. are built up a spiritual house. And holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And Pastor McConnell was saying after the message last week, there's a word that's different in that verse. What was that? Can you recall our talk, your talk? <laughs> About the lively, the lively, not living, not living but lively. Yeah. You know, we can be Christians and we can be living Christians, we can be blocks in the wall, you know building blocks frame, but we need to be lively Christians, there's a difference between living and lively there's, a, there's old people, in the old people's home, there's, they're living but uh, not so lively they're not bouncing around like, if you want a lively atmosphere at home, just invite all the grandkids and there's noise, toys, things happening, going everywhere. And that's it's good. It keeps you younger. And in the church, shouldn't it be like that? <laughs> things happening. It's not just on Sundays. We dress up and come to church. And we can't do that either. <laughs> We're here on prayer meeting. But <clears throat> Lively Stones, let's pray and ask the Lord, before we get into the rest of it, to bless the time together. Thank you, Lord, for the word. And thank you, Lord, for the living lively stones that are here tonight, each one that is a Christian and serving you, wanting to please you, and Lord, uh, presenting their bodies as living sacrifices. May you bless each one, and Lord, bless those that couldn't come, that would like to be here, that are not allowed to come, and Lord, bless those that can't make it from distance, and they're away out of of the bubble, as they say. I pray you'd minister to them and minister to those that are Uh, in the furthest parts of the earth, the missionaries that we pray for and support and meet their needs, Lord, and they're locked down in different ways in different countries. Bless the word to us now for the precious name of Jesus Christ we pray in. Amen. Now something in that verse 5 that we didn't mention, we got to it, we didn't mention last week, was that a uh, holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Spiritual sacrifices. Now, are they any different to the Old Testament sacrifices that they did back then? Yes. Did we offer animal sacrifices? No. What is one religion today? I call it a religion, not necessarily Christianity that <clears throat> offers up the body and blood of the Lord every week. Arsenal. The RCs, yep. they offer, they say that when the priest prays over that, the bread and the the, the wine, they use wine. Yep. They say it comes, turns into the literal body and blood, and they crucify Him as it were afresh every week, mm. and it's just wrong, very wrong. It's not what the Bible says. In Hebrews it says that, <clears throat> that they are crucifying to themselves the son of God afresh and it's not possible. He died, as it says in the book of Hebrews, what, what's the word that is used? How many times did he die? Once. once, 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 and it's repeated. You can't miss it. So how do those who are calling themselves theologians miss this? We, we do not, as a, a priesthood, live like that and offer up spiritual, so that's not a spiritual sacrifice at all. Then what is a spiritual sacrifice? What is something that we do as Christians that are, is a spiritual sacrifice? Can you think of other verses in the Bible somewhere, in the New Testament, to speak of that? Great. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and, 2. <clears throat> and how does that go? Present your bodies as a... As a living... Sacrifice. So that, that really covers the whole of our life, doesn't it? Everything we do is to be a living sacrifice. And when they chose a sacrifice in the Old Testament, what sort of sacrifice was it to be? It was to be without blemish. It was to be clean. It was to be a certain standard. You know, it's, the, the Bible says, would you go and take a, a, um, the worst of the flock to offer it to the king? No, you take the best. Well, we're working and serving the king of kings. And so we should present the best sacrifice we can. And our bodies are living sacrifices. Once we become a Christian, that's it. There's the demand of the Lord upon our lives to present our bodies as living sacrifices. Now, if you start thinking about that and really are serious about it, that's a high demand and it means we really commit ourselves. So that Christians that are not doing that, what are they? Disobedient Christians, lounge chair Christians, not lively Christians, living Christians, but not lively. <clears> there, <throat> yeah, that's one area: the living sacrifice, and that's a, probably the, one of the key ones. Romans twelve one and two. <clears throat> Over in Samuel, First Samuel fifteen twenty two, where. The Prophet got on to King Saul and Saul had <coughs> brought these animals from the people he'd captured and beat and won the war, brought them back. And the um, Prophet said, What meaneth the bleating of the sheep? What am I what am I hearing here? Because he was told to go and destroy everything. And and Saul said, Oh well, the people did it. He shifted the blood. The people did it for sacrifices. They brought these for sacrifices. And what was the answer of the prophet to him? To obey is better than sacrifice. To present our bodies as living sacrifice means that we obey. It's the key to the Christian life. But what do we obey? The Word. The Word of God. And this all ties in with... the. You know, the, the, the greatest commandment. Jesus was questioned. What is the greatest commandment? And, and what was his answer? <laughs> love the Lord your God with all your heart. All your, all your soul. And love your neighbour as yourself. And <clears throat> this is being a living sacrifice. But to o- obey is better than sacrifice. The sacrifice that we could give. God wants us. To obey the scriptures first, Matthew 22, where we were just talking about knowing his will. How do we know his will from the word? Obeying the word to obey is better than sacrifice to obey the word. Now, some people might say, well, when we preach, do God's will. How, How do I know God's will? Read the word and obey the word. And therefore you show from that that you love the Lord your God. And that's spoken of in 1 John 5, 2 to 3. We're right near that. So let's go to 1 John chapter 2 and then chapter 5. All tying together. Obedience. Well, knowing the word. Obedience to the word. And if you're obeying the word, you're fulfilling his will. People ask us another question, how can I be filled with the Spirit? Do I pray for it to happen? No. We have the Holy Spirit, we're indwelt, but are we filled with the Spirit? How do you get filled with the Spirit? Obey the Word. Yes. That's why obedience is better than the sacrifice. But we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices, knowing His will, filled with the Spirit. And there in 1 John 2 verses of oh, verse 5 and 10. First John 2, 5, we read, But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. By, the, by this know we that we are in him. The love of God is perfected. We do the, the greatest commandment and the second greatest commandment if we read and know and obey the word and we're filled with the spirit. It's, it's, it all works together. And this is presenting our bodies as living sacrifices. Chapter 5 and verses 2 and 3. There's verse 10 in that chapter as well. Uh, Chapter 2, but verse 2 and 3 of chapter 5 there. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. (laughs) Okay. It's very important. To get in the word, to know the will of God, to know the word of God, knowing the will of God and be filled with the spirit of God and able to present our bodies as living sacrifices. Because if we do the work of the Lord in the flesh, that's all it is. It's in the flesh. But he wants, <coughs> God wants the indwelling spirit to be working through us as we are filled with the spirit obeying the word. And how often have you, as in your experience of Christian life, <clears throat> being moseying along as it were <laughs> in a Christian life and and not really committed. And then the Lord speaks to you through some, sort of a portion of scripture. Well, that's the way it works. God's Holy Spirit speaks to you through the word. You're convicted about it. You get right. You obey the word. You love the Lord. You're doing that. And then you are being filled with the spirit. It's not some fuzzy expression fuzzy feeling to be filled with the spirit as obeying the word of God the feelings may be there too well to hearken than the fat of rams back in that passage in 1st Samuel 15 this is what Psalm 51 verse 17 and this is what David said when he was confessing his sin with Bathsheba in Psalm 51 and later on in that Psalm Verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken and a contrite heart, O God, that will not despise. that's the sacrifices of God. you know we're talking about spiritual sacrifices. We're to present our bodies this way, and <clears throat> it's humility, isn't it to have a contrite and broken heart over the sin. But the Lord points out in our life, and if we've got a broken and a contrite heart, then when that sin comes present, presenting itself again in our lives, what do we do? I like, can't go there. I mean, David committed sin with Bathsheba; he had a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, that would not dispose. But if he went out and did it again with another woman or something, and over and over again, no. He didn't really show that he'd repented of it in the first place, back there with Bathsheba, and in Psalm fifty-one, and it it showed that he didn't have a broken and a contrite spirit. You know that's what First John speaks about. We know that we are Christians when we don't commit sin, and that is it's not that we never sin; it's that we don't commit habitual sin. It's in Sin, chapter five of First John, um, <clears throat> Philippians chapter two, verse seventeen spiritual sacrifice Philippians 2 and 17 This is a good one for all of us this is being lively stones Philippians 2:17 Where Paul said yea and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith I joy and rejoice with you all for the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. They were encouraging each other spiritually. They were strengthening each other in the word. They were meeting oft one with another, talking about the Lord, and they were built up in the Lord. And And Paul said, this is a sacrifice I do for you, and it's a sacrifice you do for me. Verses 17 and 18 of that, that portion there. It's a... Sacrifice of service, one toward another that's a sacrifice we need to do toward one another, a spiritual sacrifice. so there's presenting our bodies, there's obedience to his word, there's humility that's spoken of as a sacrifice. there's serving one another, serving one another. and is that word used much in the New Testament? One another. it is isn't it? <laughs> you go through the one and anothers of the New Testament and they're everywhere. If you if you haven't got a concordance, get your phone, hit Google, hit the microphone, and say Bible verses one another, and it'll it'll come up probably with hundreds. <laughs> uh, you can even narrow it down to the New Testament if you want to. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> you've got we've got no excuse for not getting into the Word and being able to study and find something quickly, uh, wherever you are. <laughs> We've got the means and technologies today. So they're serving one another. Chapter 4 and verse 17 of Philippians 2. Um, we read there, Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. An odour, where am I now? I was quoted verse 18 i have all and abound i am full having received of epaphroditus the things which were sent from you an odor of a sweet smell a sacrifice acceptable well-pleasing to god what was this sacrifice that paul was talking to the philippians about well if you go back earlier in the chapter In verse 11, for instance, so that we read there, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am in this to be content. I know both how to be abased, I know how to abound everywhere in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Notwithstanding, ye have done well, he said to the Philippians in verse 14 that ye did with, share with or communicate with my affliction, his needs, his needs. Now, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed f- <clears throat> from Macedonia, no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. And so Paul was saying this is a sacrifice that they were participating in they were sacrificially giving once and again to the necessities of Paul's life. And uh, we've shared it before and said it last week, but there in verse 19, my God shall supply all your needs. That's a, that He wanted them to be privileged in and saying it to them that they are giving a sacrifice to God. God knows. And that's why it's probably good to, if you can, when you give, give anonymously, um, <clears throat> the Lord knows, the Lord will, re- will reward in the future. That's a sacrifice. As my father-in-law used to say, he was a treasurer at Croydon, Croydon Baptist for some years, and a um, fair bit of money coming through Croydon, as Pastor McConnell testified. <laughs> the the budgets were probably bigger than ours now, and that was 40 years ago. <laughs> That the but the, the money came in and he he mentioned to, he didn't give anybody's names he said it's not the rich people that are making that offering big it's the poor people and I thought that's interesting isn't it it's like the Philippians here <laughs> they'd given now praise God when the rich people do give and 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 you know meet the needs of the ministry but the poor folk at here at philippi had given and it was counted as a sacrifice so giving our bodies obeying his word humility serving a sacrifice of service and sacrifice of giving and go to hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 Hebrews 13 and 15 and said or says by him therefore let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God continually that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name and how many things are we to give thanks for? All things. All things. <laughs> good things that we say are good things and what we think are bad things. <laughs> but they're to be given praise for. Because what are the bad things that we can count as bad, good for in our lives? <laughs> Disciplining us. Helping us to appreciate what we did have or what he does provide for us. Um, yeah, and and, and moulding our character. Making us more like Christ to have those things come into our lives. And so we are to praise him for all things. When we, we read that verse we think of uh, you know, singing. Maybe that's a part of the praise. Um, it says it in Ephesians chapter five, singing, making a melody, and Colossians, always in your hearts to the Lord, singing praises to the Lord. Um, <clears throat> when when choosing the hymns for different sermons and things, uh, you you've got in mind the the, the sermon and you and your thinking and and. Many hints come to mind. Some some hymn, some in our hymn book. Some topics in the hymn book are not very well covered. The family, for instance, you know, need some more songs on the family, and and some topics aren't covered at all. But you can think of because you've gone over it, you've sung it and sung it and resung it. I hope you're missing the singing of the hymns. So we're coming here tonight. I heard the piano going full belt. And Mel was up there having a having a go at it, and it was good to hear it because we haven't heard it. Well, we have, sorry Catherine, <laughs> we, we have been hearing it there on the recordings and we're still going to, still figuring out how to do that if we have live service because we're not allowed, supposed to sing and, uh, but we still need to have some hymns uh, or a hymn at least before that, but offering the, offering the sacrifice of pra- God is pleased when his people say, thank you, <laughs> thank you. What, what have we got to be thankful for in this country? <laughs> the weather. <laughs> the weather. Some people like the sun, but praise the Lord for the weather this year. It's a bit more rain. <laughs> he brings on the just and the unjust. What other things? Freedom. 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 Good government. Yep, good government. Praise the Lord. And uh, he, he's getting pretty serious, and I wouldn't like his job <laughs> right now. But uh, he's been acknowledged as one who's he, he's living up to the occasion, isn't he, in, in all this is going on? Um, making decisions. Sta- <laughs> standing up to China like he is. And having exercise with America, was it the Philippines? And uh, and, and Australia, Then they're, they're getting together, having exercise up in the South China Sea. They dare to do that, China said. <laughs> but he has, and he's spending... How many billions of dollars on the on the armed forces just to for our protection? And he uses words well. Thank you for the government, you know. Praise the Lord for the freedoms we have and the government we have. And what else is in our country that other countries haven't got? Health system. The health system, yeah. especially in occasions like now, and the ability they have and the commitment of people to run that. We can praise the Lord for that. We're a, I remember when we did the um, what was a 200 years no, 100 years from, from World War I and the, and the thing on Bethsheba, and how that the Australians' light horses went in like they did. We can thank the Lord that we we're a part of that. That was the youngest nation on Earth. We're only 19 years old at the time, helping the oldest nation on Earth, Israel, get their land back. And I think we've been blessed from that. I'm pretty sure we have. We've helped. We've got Israel back in the help get Israel back in the land. That's exciting to me, because <laughs> 1948 was a great day. Although the charge happened back there, it opened the gate for Jews to go back, and that's a great fulfillment of prophecy. That's started off Ezekiel 37:38. We can praise God. Praise Him for the food that we have. We can supply from this country, and, and farmers are warning us now because of things that are happening. We can supply 75 million people. We do supply 75 million people. Our population is 24. We send it overseas with good food. It's, you know, it's high-quality food. It's good. It's, it's gone through a strict schedule. When you buy something from overseas, you don't know what it's been fertilised with, what it's been sprayed with, if you buy Australian, you know it's good stuff. It's dearer, yep. but uh, a lot of people are waking up to the fact we need to support our farmers here. Yep. That's you're buying milk from overseas and, <laughs> and meat and, 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 and vegetables. You think, we why? Export the best. Say? We export the best of Yeah, the best. yeah that's right. Mm. So, but, uh, praise the Lord. We, you know, we're going to pray in a minute. We ought to have a bit of praise. Because God is pleased to hear his children thank him for what he has done. Um, Verse 16, I think I've got this in. This is in Hebrews 13, the last one. Yes, that's it. He said praise in verse 15. Then he said in verse 16, But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such, what? sacrifice god is well pleased now there was giving back in philippians and there's giving again here it's called a sacrifice and with such sacrifice god is well pleased you know if you can give a cup of cold water and that is counted for a reward then the gifts you give to the lord's work are counted to keep god's work going a communication as it's given in that verse communicate forget not Such sacrifice, God is pleased. And so when we give, and God gives us the grace to give, and in Corinthians it talks about grace giving, when we give, and it tells us in that portion, give hilariously, give joyfully, give sacrificially. It's something that God wants us to do. It's not how much you give, it's how much... It hurts when you do give <laughs> financially. And what's what you've got left? Isn't Ananias and Sapphira find out the hard way. You know, well, they lied to the Holy Spirit. But well, was it not your own when you had it? You know, you didn't have to give any of it. But when you gave and lied about it and wanted to impress people with it, not on. God's not pleased with that. And so let God be pleased with your sacrifices of giving, giving your life. Giving your service, giving your time, giving your talent, giving your tithe, whatever. Tithe, I don't use that word. It's Old Testament, but it's a base. That's the beginning. <laughs> the, the, the Lord talks about given by grace, and you read it and, and study it yourself.